We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is a welcome back edition. I, you know what? I was thinking about it, T-Row. I had a couple of episodes, like in the can, and I didn't schedule them correctly. So I apologize for like seven to eight days between podcasts. But maybe people needed a vacation from us, right? Maybe they needed yeah, a few days break. away. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're a lot for people to deal with, and they need a break from us. And so it, you did them a, you did them a favor. I think. Uh, we got so much that we can talk about over the summer, and most of it has to do with previewing football. But just one final time, I kind of wanted to take a look back on Diamond Sports with you, Toby. And I feel like that maybe we never really had a chance to do our in season look back at baseball because, you know, by the time that. We were doing podcasts when baseball had wrapped up. Softball was already on in the Super Regionals and the Women's College World Series. But, you know, I, Skip Johnson, we've said it a lot. There's You can pick the teams out across the country that were really kneecapped by COVID ending the season. And you think about Dayton basketball. You think about, I mean, from a softball to Texas softball. Uh, but Oklahoma baseball is right up there amongst those teams that just really – really uh, having COVID affect the 2020 season hurt them. And it was a work in progress throughout the 2021 season and trying to find that right rotation. But I'll tell you what, man, they kept scratching and clawing. It was one heck of a run. Yeah, it was, um, it was a, listen, I, you know, I'm a journey guy. I, the journey is always, right. the destination isn't always where you want to land, but boy, the journey's fun every year. And, this was a fun season. There were some really high highs and there were some disappointing moments and they did not make it to the NCAA tournament, which is disappointing uh, for a program, the caliber of Oklahoma. That's the goal every year. And uh, you know, they're, they're going on over a decade now since they've been to Omaha and they're, they're really eager to get back. 
But uh, they had some challenges in front of them this year because of everything you just said. Uh, a lot of inexperience uh, on the mound with, with, you know, key guys. And um, so that bit them at times. It also resulted in a tremendous amount of experience for that youth, uh, both on the mound and at the plate, which hopefully will benefit them on down the line. Skip talked about it several times. You know, once upon a time, Cade Cavalli and Levi Prater were those freshmen that we were throwing out there, and they were getting hit around pretty good. But they got experience, they got better and better, and then they developed into high-round major league draft picks. And that's that's what you got to hope for. That's that's what has made Skip. That's what separated him as a coach uh, through the years is the developing of guys, um, you know, specifically with him, pitchers. But we have seen on this coaching staff, most recent example, Tyler Hardman, that it applies to the hitters too. Recruiting is vitally important. It's the lifeblood of any college program. But you have to develop guys once they get here, no matter how many stars they had next to their name when you got them, you got to make them better. And that's what Skip has continuously done. And uh, a lot of guys, a lot of young guys saw a lot of playing time this year that you hope will result in them being even better next year and even better the year after that and be the cornerstones of a, uh, a program that's Omaha worthy again, hopefully next year, but if not next year, very soon. So recruiting has gone well. They got some exciting guys coming in. Next year, they've got some really exciting guys coming back. So while they didn't end up going to the tourney, and I'm disappointed, and I know Skip is, and I know the Sooner fans are, I think there's a lot to look at and say uh, we see that the program's in a really good spot, and we're excited about the years to come. I'm I'm big time excited for them. And it's been been really fun because in just watching the way things are playing out in in Omaha – you know, as, as we take this, we're getting set for the second game between Vandy and Mississippi State. And, you know, you, you, you miss it, right? I mean, as you mentioned, we're going yeah. on a decade since the last trip. It's a bucket list trip for a lot of people. And I know, T-Row, I, I think that they've got the makings of a team over the next few years that's going to be knocking on that door. Well, I, I completely agree with that. And what Oklahoma baseball wants to be, is a team that is a common visitor to Omaha yep, and is consistently in the hunt for not just Big 12 titles, but national championships as well. Uh, they've won two. This is not a program that takes a back seat. You know, uh, this is not a program that says, man, if we could just uh, get to Omaha, that would be enough for us. They want to win national championships here. But the first thing to do is to uh, become a team that it isn't a surprise when they get to Omaha. Right. And to do that, you've got to build a program. And there's a lot that is involved with that. And I think Skip's got a really, really good vision here. You know, you got to be able to recruit. you got to be able to develop. You got to get the ballpark the way you want it, and we're working on that so you can recruit to that. You got to get the the fan base uh, fired up so that a home atmosphere is a home field advantage. You know that there, there are some places that Oklahoma goes 
like Arkansas this year, where it is a massive home field advantage for Arkansas. Texas, Texas Tech uh, have TCU have significant home field advantages. Oklahoma State with this new stadium they built. And part of what they're trying to establish is make Norman, make Eldale Mitchell Park into a great home field advantage. Not just with a great park, but also with a fan base that is excited to see them and to get behind them and to, you know, quite frankly, be what the OU softball program has right now, which is packed out every night and can't can't get enough. And uh, so there's a there's a lot to be done. But I think Skip and Ryan Gaines and the coaching staff have a really good vision for all that. We've talked about it um, on and off the microphone. And I, I think that um, it's not something that will happen overnight, but it's going to be a process. And I think that they've got a good vision for what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. You, by the way, you mentioned softball. And, you know, we've been constantly kind of grinding at, you know, different ideas for our Legacy Series. We're still going to get our Barry Switzer and, and Bob Stoops episodes in at some point this summer. But I kind of called an audible because I was thinking, you know, in a Legacy, everyone likes to try to look back on – on, on years gone by, and I thought to myself, this season for OU softball was one that's pretty amazing. So uh, I'm in the process. We'll be knocking that out to go really in-depth on what was a wild 2021, and I think a lot of it even dates back to 2020. I, and as we shift Diamond Sports to softball, Toby, because I was thinking about it, and you know, you get the, you get the schedule typically in November for for Diamond Sports, right? Baseball trickles out, softball is then officially released right around the – the last week of the college football season, we didn't get the full college softball schedule until the week before the opener. So <laughs> I, there, there's so much to it, and I figured, you know, recent memory is right here. So we're, we're putting that together, but I'm just – what a, what a fun run that it's been for Patty Gasso. And, boy, you're right. We've got two big stadium projects that we're in the midst of right now, trying to build softball a new stadium and make those necessary upgrades to baseball. Both are going to be awesome when they're done, but everyone's always asking for updates. But, Toby, I know you talk to the same people that I do, and we hear that same push. It's just that it we're getting closer. We're getting closer. It's just that continual push for funding. Yeah, yeah and I hope that um, I hope the people will continue to keep that in the, the forefront of their mind, even now that the seasons are over. You know, Joe Castiglione, one of his um, things that he does really well is responsible when we do these building projects. Not to try to put the university or athletic department in tremendous amounts of debt, but to do it in a responsible way. And we have seen, obviously, unbelievable enhancements at Owen Field and other complexes through the years. And so um, I, I think that, you know, I've said this before, I'm a part of this. I'm in. We're <laughs> not just people who work for the university who say, hey, give money. I, I'm in. I, I'm, I'm in. trying to donate. To, you're in. They're trying to – we're donating. We want everybody else out there to be in as well so that these baseball and softball stadiums and these programs that we all love so much can be not just up to par with – other schools in the Big 12. We're, we're not into just being up to par at the University of Oklahoma, but elite, like, you know, the standard bearers out there. But you got it. You got to have money to build these things. And so uh, even if it's five bucks, 
Or if it's $5 million. If you've got $5 million laying around that you'd like to give. Then, <laughs> Let's go. Uh, by all means, uh, you know you know who to call, and uh, we can make it happen. I love it. Uh, T-Row, a couple of other ones, because we're going to talk some uh, Olympics here in just a second before we wrap up. But as we start shifting our focus to football, the preseason mags have rolled out. We've got a date for Big 12 Media Days in the middle of July, which are going to be in person. They moved it back to Jerry World, which is um, awesome. But I'm curious from your perspective to help me out with this. I'm working on a project where we're uh, putting together a preview for football for one of our magazines. And we're trying to do things different. So I'm picking out three impact players to write about on offense, defense, and some storylines. So we'll get to the storylines in a couple weeks. We got, we got plenty of time before football. We'll get to the, the offensive players, but isn't it cool when you start thinking about just trying to narrow it down to three guys on the defensive side of the football, how challenging that is. I mean, I was sitting down with a couple people the other day and I'm like, we got to narrow this thing down to three because Isaiah Thomas, right? Jalen Redmond coming back. You've got uh, at the linebacker, you got nine guys in that inside backer position, and in David Aguebu and in Brian Asamoah, you got Perryon Winfrey. Well, Perryon Winfrey is one of the three that I that I mentioned. But you're right, Perryon Winfrey in the middle. Think about the safeties, right? I mean, I guess more than anything else, instead of just saying pick three guys, isn't it awesome to be having this conversation about defense and we're just we're bragging about the depth that they have. I mean, they had yeah. to move Kenny Mur- Kenneth Murray to inside backer a couple years ago because they just didn't have anyone there. Now they got nine guys in that room. I just – I'm really excited about what Alex Grinch has done and what this team has personnel-wise going forward. I think it's exciting. Yeah. No, and I think that's the reason why you see so much Oklahoma is what's going on on defense. I mean, yeah. there, it's become a given almost that Oklahoma is going to be a juggernaut offensively. But the the steps that they have taken under Alex Grinch the last couple of years defensively has been remarkable. And you look at the talent and depth coming back this year, and it's very, very exciting. I, I'm with you. I mean, you've got – you're going to have guys that are going to have a hard time getting on the field who are outstanding football players. And there are some knowns that you've mentioned, like Isaiah Thomas and Perry on Winfrey – and uh, uh, Nick Benito and Brian Osamoa and, yep. and guys who are known. But then, then there's also like Jalen Redman. Like, you know, what if he's going to develop into a monster? Josh Ellison has had a tremendous spring. Uh, David Aguebu seems primed to take another step. Uh, there are some young guys who I think have a chance to be major factors early, like a DJ Graham like a, a Latrell McCutcheon or a Billy Bowman or, you know, what about the transfer, Key Lawrence from Tennessee or Gosh, yeah. Justin Harrington and, you know, on and on and on, Brendan Walker, Shane Witter, and, you know, so it's there's probably 20 to 25 guys that you can say, oh, yeah, but what about that guy? <laughs> you know, what about, what about Woody Washington? What about uh, Jaden Davis? Oh, they, don't forget the Larry and Turner yell and Pat Field to have a tremendous amount of experience. So he's done it. I mean, he's he has he has Alex Grinch has developed the depth of frontline talent that you need to be able to win, not just conference championships, but national championships as well. Or at least we think that he's given him them a better shot. They got to go do it. Yep. But 
in that we all know the issue in recent years when they've gotten to that final four, when they've gotten to the playoff is they didn't have a defense quite good enough to get them over the hunt. Well, it looks like maybe now they do. So I think that's why everybody's excited. So with that in mind, here's the three that I picked to write about. Uh, Perion Winfrey, because I just, you know me, I'm into the mock draft world, and he's already being projected as a first-round guy after this season. I chose Nick Benito just because I think that's a, that's a guy who's going to be challenged with Ronnie Perkins now having moved on. And I know he's very successful playing without Ronnie at times last year. And you mentioned one of the guys, Billy Bowman. I'm just fascinated by this dude who, mm-hmm. if you go back to our signing day coverage, T-Row, uh, the guy that I interviewed when we talked about Billy Bowman was Kale. It was Kale Gundy. Yeah. And, and we were talking about him at that inside receiver position. And it looks like defense won the recruiting battle. And, you know, I wasn't front and center at the spring game, but I hear he and Marvin Mims had some battles now. And I, I think he's got a chance to be a guy that's going to play a lot this year. Well, yeah, I think he might start. Uh, I think he probably will start at that nickel spot or at least have a very good shot at it. And uh, I think you pick three solid picks. I think Nick Benito's got a chance to be a first-team All-American type guy this year. Perry on Winfrey has a chance to be um, one of the top three or so defensive tackles in America this year, an absolute game wrecker up the middle. And I think Billy Bowman's a wild card that if he can lock down that corner or that nickel spot and be a playmaker there. um, And we saw glimpses of that in the spring game of what a difference he can make. Then that changes a lot. That changes a lot for this defense. If he can be that type of a guy, I, I think, you know, beyond just defense, I think he might be a special teams uh, weapon for them as well. So you picked three great picks and you left about 20 on the table. <laughs> That's a <laughs> so, great point. That's a yeah, great point. It, it would have been really hard to get that one wrong. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool to say. We'll talk offense next week. All right. Hey, Toby, Mark Williams is going to join us uh, real quick after the break. But before he does, I know you talk to Coach Williams a lot. It's exciting to see Yul Moldauer, a guy we watched inside McCaslin Fieldhouse, win national championships now, go on to fight for Olympic gold. And Alan Bauer is a potential, you know, fill-in guy. I mean, this is – boy, what Coach Williams has done is pretty special, and it gives us a little bit more rooting interest in Tokyo, doesn't it? Yeah, it's always fun uh, when a Sooner is able to be a part of the Olympic Games, and uh, it's such such a special accomplishment for them. Yeah, uh, just to add that you were an Olympian and that you got to be you know part of the opening ceremonies and to compete on that stage is remarkable. In that sport, specifically in gymnastics. It's uh, so prestigious and so many eyeballs that uh, it's life-changing for some of those guys. And it's very cool for us as Sooner fans to get to say, you know, not only are we rooting for the red, white, and blue, but also the crimson and cream when they're out there. And Yule Moldauer had a phenomenal career at OU. And, um, you know, the whole time you thought, I think that that guy's an Olympian, right? I mean, that guy's got to – he's that good. He's going to be an Olympian. And sure enough, he was able to uh, 
pull it off. So I can't wait. I, I'm sure there will be some nerves. But, I mean, that's what Mark Williams does. Yeah. I mean, he just – he recruits the best. They win national championships while they're here, and then they go to the Olympics. I mean, that's just the – that's the juggernaut he has built. And it's not surprising at all. I mean, he, he's the man in this sport, and he's he's done it again. Love it. T-Row, have a great week, buddy. We'll uh, get back on the regular schedule. Talk to you next week. See you, Chris Plank. So let's talk a little gymnastics. Mark Williams is next. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. First of all, so t- take me through now what's next for, for Yule and kind of what the preparation – you coached an Olympic team before. So what's the preparation like for these gymnasts now as they prepare for Tokyo? Well, the next official event for the Olympic team is uh, getting together for a camp held at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. They'll bring together – the four-man team, the plus ones, and the alternates uh, for a, basically a preparation camp where they they go through a day of like the four-up, three-count scenario and then a, a second competition of three-up, three-count uh, that'll be used at the Olympic Games and in, in the prelims and the final for the team event. Um so this week is sort of about uh, recovery and sort of getting your body prepared for that next week of two competitions. After that, there's only about four or five days after returning from camp before I believe the departure date for Tokyo is July 15th. So it's all coming up pretty quickly. So we know Yule's in. I, I heard you talking about this earlier on on local radio, what is Alan's role now? Is it just to always be ready? Is it a specific event? What's kind of his role going to be now going forward for Alan Bauer? He'll, he'll be in the group of alternates. Uh, because of the COVID year, they've actually selected an additional four guys that could go in as an entire team. If there was some kind of a, a COVID or a, uh, you know, tracing issue with the, the four guys on the team. So Alan could go in either as a replacement to an individual athlete, if there was an injury or the whole squad could be replaced if there was something that happened from COVID. So 
um, you know, they're just trying to be very careful about all the protocols and being prepared for anything. And um, as it is, Alan's going to be going to the camp, be a part of the, the whole selection of, of, you know, that preparation um, and going to Tokyo. However, the team will actually go into the village while the alternates will go to Funabashi, where there's another training facility that we've had some other camps at. So they'll be within about a 40-minute train ride to, to come in if needed. I think the question on a lot of Sooners fans' minds then is, uh, Mark, What's Yule's chances? As you know, we're all looking for for reasons to be even more invested as Oklahoma fans and men's gymnastics. Not only with you coaching, but now Yule and Allen being a part of this gives us a major reason. What do we see as his chances to potentially come away with a medal? Well, you know, he was a, a bronze medalist in 2017 on floor exercise. Um, you know, and since then he's maybe changed his routine a little bit where there's a little bit more difficulty. Um, but he'd have to basically in prelims stick, you know, stick every landing to get into finals. I mean, he has the potential to do it on that event. I think the other events are a little bit, um, harder in terms of just what the rest of the world is doing in terms of difficulty. Uh, some events like pommel horse and, and rings are just way out there. Like some guys are doing maybe a, a point more difficulty than anybody that's on the U S Olympic team. Um, and, and there's guys that are specialists and they just do one event always, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a different thing to make it onto an, an individual event nowadays. But I do think that the team has, has the potential to make it into the team finals and in finals, anything can happen because it's a three-up, three-count scenario. And, um, I, you know, I'd say it would be a success for, for the men to be anywhere between, you know, second and eighth. Uh, it, it's it's unlikely that they make the podium this time with Japan, Russia, China being really the favorites. But, uh, you know, I would I'd say they have a good shot of at least getting into the team finals and, and possibly if other teams faltered, you know, maybe being able to move it onto the podium that way. How excited are you? And I, I guess maybe excited isn't – well, maybe excited is the word, Mark, to be able to have Oklahoma gymnastics and college gymnastics in that have such a positive impact on the U.S. Olympic team. How much does that mean for this school and the sport? Well, it means a lot to me. I, I definitely want to bring in guys that we can take uh, to their highest potential. And that was one of the things I talked to Yule about, uh, you know, five, six years ago when I was recruiting him, that I, I felt like he had the potential to make it to the Olympic Games. And we've done it in the past and and know how to get him there. And, and you know, I, I, I really feel proud that, you know, we've able, been able to follow through on that promise to him. And so it's certainly part of what we tell any guy that's coming to our program that, you know, we'll, we'll try to get you to, to your goals and reach your highest potential. And if, if your ceiling is making it to the Olympic games, then, you know, so far in the last, uh, uh, 12, 16 years, we've 
put somebody on the Olympic team from Oklahoma each year. That's uh, awesome. So that that's you know that's kind of for me it's it's the daily grind of of getting them in a position to go to the Olympic trials like Yule and then have a great day like he did and reach that goal. Yule Moldauer has made the men's. Olympic gymnastics team. We're talking to Mark Williams, the head OU men's gym coach. How um, how have you been able to do it, Mark? I know that this is maybe more of the, one of those rocking chair questions that we ask, you know, in you know, 20 years from now when you're retired and out as a scratch golfer, probably not even scratch by then, probably under par <laughs> consistently. But, I mean, how, have, how has this been able to keep rolling the way that you've had it rolling at Oklahoma with just the consistent success of men's gym and, as you mentioned, constantly elevating guys to the Olympics team? What, what's been the key for you? Well, I, I think originally uh, I just wanted to feel like I was working harder than everybody else, you know, so just figuring out how to be a head coach and, and, uh, and you know, and then the second part was – being surrounded by people that also had, you know, the passion for doing the sport. Um, I hired coaches from China, uh, Japan, uh, Ukraine. Um, you know, I was trying to get the best of the best to, to be around the athletes, including what knowledge I had. And I kind of, borrowed everybody else's thinking and tried to put together a whole, you know, program, which try to elevate these guys to compete internationally, you know, and not just about college gymnastics. So, um, I took the, the parts from around the world that we could fit into a system that, you know, guys had to work hard and, and we, we were able to meet success along the way and keep building and building. And so I don't know that when I started that I had any idea that we'd have these kind of successes, but I just wanted to make sure that uh, nobody else was working harder than we were. Love it. What's your role going to be after uh, coaching back in what, 2016 in Rio, Mark, what's going to kind of be your role now looking ahead of Tokyo? Well, my job is going to be taking care of Alan Bauer since uh, I'll be with him in Funabashi and, and working with the alternates. Um, when we're at the camp, you know, a lot of times at this point, I'm kind of the, the oldest member that's been a part of so many Olympic teams that they come to me with, Hey, what do we do here? And what do you suggest we do for our training plan? And what happens when, we get there and all those kinds of questions, but, you know, officially I'm just going to be Alan's coach and there to help support Yule. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, The Game Plan. We'll talk to you later this week when Meg McDonald sits down with Yule Moldauer and we have our official farewell adios podcast with Jessica Cootie all coming up this week right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great week and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen.
The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.